makes music. Yo, hello, how's it going? Blake here from Blake Makes Music. Thank you so much for stopping by. I already see we've got a few uh, viewers, so thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Let me go over a couple of just, you know, boilerplate things if this is your first time. Uh, so in this episode, we're going to discuss kind of a, uh, maybe a difficult topic, if you will. So this is going to be, should you go to college for music? Okay, so we'll see. We're going to have some different opinions. Um, in the comments, let me know if you agree or if you disagree with the things that I'm saying. If you're watching this live or if you're listening on a podcast platform or watching this on YouTube, Facebook, something like that. Let's talk about it in the comments. Don't forget to subscribe, hit the like button, and ring the notification bell. If you're watching this on YouTube, it really helps. I am almost at 100 um, subscribers on YouTube, it would really help me out a lot because I get that custom URL, which would be amazing. So thank you so much. I want to welcome a couple of new people here. I got Ronnie Pulley. I've got Lightning Lotus. I want to say thank you so much for stopping by. This is going to be fun. And also, Brian, welcome back as always. And I really appreciate it. Um, uh, yeah, uh, you've, so we've got, uh, is it Janae? So Janae. You're on the verge of dropping out, so um, thank you for this. Yeah, we'll see if this can give you some enlightenment on uh, maybe your decision. So what I'd like to do is uh, go ahead and explain the show just briefly. We're going to go into a couple of things, then we're going to start. So um, this is a live stream podcast. If you're watching this for the first time, it's really cool. As you can see, there's some uh, boxes there popping up right there. If you uh, want to chat with me while I'm discussing the topic, you can. And then after we go over the topic of discussion, we're going to open it up for Q&A. So what that means is, is if you're watching live, you can actually ask me whatever question you want about your music career. It could be copyright, marketing, branding, what an A&R does, anything you could think of, I'm going to be able to help you out. I've been in the music industry for over a decade, helping musicians make better business decisions, um, being independent, whether you're an artist, producer, songwriter, or if you're a manager, whatever you want to call it. So I'm here to help you guys and uh, want to give a quick shout out. If you're watching this on a few platforms, there are going to be some links in the description to two Patreon members. Thank you so much, Josh and Maurice. I really appreciate it. If you're a Patreon subscriber, uh, you get a lot of cool things like playlist uh, links and playlist uh, submission forms. You get all kinds of extra stuff. You get a weekly Zoom, a group Zoom with me. You get all kinds of really cool stuff. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and put this on the screen just like that. Go ahead and visit patreon.com slash Blake Makes Music and 598 more patrons and I could do something crazy. Wink, wink. Okay, cool. So thank you so much. Last plug of the intro. I wrote a book. All right, cool. So this is a book. You can get it for free at musicadvice.io or on my website there. And it's a whole strategy guide just for musicians. It's almost 100 pages. This is not like a free 10 
page ebook. This is pretty cool. So this is my whole strategy for musicians. Um, go to musicadvice.io. I'm going to have to get used to this right there. Awesome. Musicadvice.io. You can grab your free copy. It's my whole strategy guide for musicians. And then what's cool about this is you can come talk to me, join the Discord, join the chat, whatever you want to do, or even better, join the Patreon and you can, um, I can help you with your music career probably in a lot better ways than watching a bunch of random videos on YouTube because it's a two-way street. All right, awesome. So again, teaser topic, let's, let's go. It's gonna be, should you go to college for music? Should you go to college for music? So we're gonna talk about that. What I'd like to do is just run a quick, quick brief ad. I made these myself. Then we're gonna jump right in to the topic of discussion. Thank you so much. See you in 30 seconds. This podcast is brought to you by DistroKid. DistroKid is the best place to put your music on all streaming platforms. Get paid when people listen to your music and develop a fan base by getting your music on all of the right places. Easy. DistroKid delivers to over 150 streaming services around the world and counting. Keep 100% of your earnings. DistroKid takes nothing from your royalties. With features like automatic payments to collaborators, legal cover song licenses, music video generators, and EPKs for every single release, DistroKid is the only distributor recommended by Blake Makes Music. Fast, easy, and cheap. DistroKid only costs $20 per year for unlimited singles, EPs, or albums. For a VIP discount of 7% off your first year go to musicadvice.io okay cool thank you for sitting through that if you do want to put your music on to spotify and all those platforms there's an affiliate link at musicadvice.io which is pretty awesome it could save you a little bit of money on your subscription it's the one i recommend the one i use myself so topic of discussion should you go to school sorry go to college for, for music. Um, what I like to do is kind of tell you my background on that, give you some perspective on why I'm going to tell you the things I'm going to tell you, and it's going to break a couple of people's hearts. And I may get in trouble. I may not. We're going to see. So um, just a quick disclaimer. I am not a financial advisor, obviously, and I am not a lawyer. This is going to be just for informational purposes, for my personal non-professional opinion. Uh, so I just want to put that out there and make sure that everybody understands that and, and and takes that into consideration and not every single situation is going to be fit for every single person right so you want to think for yourself but consider my opinion so i went to college um i i was the first generation uh you know person to out of my family to go to college i grew up playing music for a lot of my childhood and i wanted to do something creative so what i did first is i went to a community college in houston I learned how to do audio engineering. It cost me $5,000. That's it. And if you're going to college now, you're like, oh my God, what were you going to school in 1970? No, I was going to school 2006 to 2008, Houston Community College, and I learned a whole lot. So $5,000 got me an associate's degree in audio engineering, and I'm going to uh, loop back to that in just a minute. So then I decided that, of course, you do the thing that uh, people in America want you to do which is go get your bachelor's degree. So I decided, you know what? I've got my audio engineering degree. I play music. I go around, I play shows. It's great. I went to college uh, for audio engineering specifically to make my music sound better. It took a, quite a bit after I went to college for that to you know, resurface, but that's okay. I figured it out eventually, you know? 
So I decided to go to film school. I went to film school at the Academy of Art University. I went there, so did my brother. And um, it was a very interesting experience. It was in San Francisco. I moved from my uh, hometown of uh, just outside of Houston to go to this uh, enormous school in San Francisco where I studied filmmaking. And um, it was great, I had a lot of fun, and I spent a lot of money. And I realized that at that specific time, um, when I was there, that uh, they wanted to do, a, like it was already, the tuition was insane. Like getting a four-year degree was $120,000. Just to give you some perspective there. Signing loans, all that kind of stuff. Um, living off of student loans, which I'm going to cover in just a minute. And um, I was there for a year and I dropped out. I met my wife there. Um, so it wasn't a total loss. And um, she's from LA, which I'm going to circle back in a second. And um, I realized something was fishy. I realized something was fishy when I was trying to do my um, student film project. And I was going through um, some some difficulty trying to secure a location to do basically it was a Batman uh, spoof. This was kind of a Batman comedy. And uh, I wrote a whole script. It was 90 pages. It was a full-on movie. Self-funded. I had a I had a horrible camera. And I started looking at other people's films. And they were like super high dollar. I'm talking like $8,000 camera. Big budget to me. Um, and they had like, you know, like actual like classic car props. Like all kinds of stuff. And I go, hey, wait a second. That's that's weird. Where does that, where does that money come from? Like there must be some sort of like, um, grant or something. And then I, um, I started to, uh, to look around and, um, I know this is film school, but hear me out. Cause I'm going to tell you something pretty, pretty juicy in just a second. Um, yeah, sorry if it keeps lagging. Um, I'm going to see if I can adjust that a little bit. Um, if it does lag, you can always watch the, uh, recorded version later, but, uh, I, maybe my wife's playing Fortnite. If she is, if she's watching this, please stop playing Fortnite. I'm trying to record a podcast. Thank you. So anyways, um, I, uh, I realized that there was an, uh, something with fishy was going on when this university was, um, trying to charge me a hundred something dollars an hour for a film set. And I'm like, wait, I'm paying tuition. Oh, I got to rent a camera. Oh, I got to do this thousands of dollars just to use the facility that I was already paying to, to go to. So I decided, hey, I'm going to drop out. Then I went to the Musicians Institute uh, in Los Angeles, California, just to go uh, do guitar uh, performance as a degree, and then um, music business. I learned a lot, and I went there for personal reasons because I had an injury on my shoulder, and I wanted to prove to myself that I could go to this uh, top-tier uh, music school for guitar. Graduated, it was fine left the program uh, after I graduated and I got a job at Guitar Center. And I bring all this up full circle because the next job that I got after my two associates degrees, one in uh, audio and one in music performance, music business, I ended up getting a job at the Los Angeles Film School, which is a wonderful place to work. This is not discrediting uh, the, 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 the program there or anything like that. 
um, and the career development department. So some of you watching may know me from that if you attended that school, which I appreciate you dropping in. I worked there for four years and I got a really good insight on um, how the, um, the, the education system works um, for private colleges. Yeah, you attend. Yeah. So let me tell you something. All right. Um, I was a career advisor there. Then I moved up to management and this is no way again, um, dissuading the fine people that work there, but it's more of a perspective, right? So I was able to kind of see how the institutions work, uh, how the insight to college works from the inside. So seeing all the paperwork go through who answers to who, all of that good stuff. So here's what I found out before I give you some advice, Janae. Um, and I'm assuming that's how you pronounce your name. I'm not really good at spelling pronunciation for names. Um, but what I realized is, is there are different types of accreditors. There's a national accreditors and there are um, uh, regional accreditors for colleges. The regional accreditors are the top tier, which sounds backwards, but that's how it is. A regional accreditation at a school is top tier. That's like UCLA, Texas State, things like that. State schools um, where you can transfer uh, throughout the country, get your um, your your credits and all that. Uh, let's say you want to do med school or you want to go teach something. So keep that in mind as I'm saying what I'm about to say. The next step, and this is the part that may get me in trouble or um, people may not like or not want to hear. And especially if you're like me, you spend all this money in college, you may kind of feel duped a little bit. But a national accreditor, I'll be honest with you, to me, I feel like the bar can be low, it can be low and it can be kind of high. And they all have different sort of ratings. It's a, it's a bloated government organization, every single one of them. And they pay people to... Uh, they pay people to basically accredit their programs. It's a pay for play. Okay. I'm not going to accuse anybody of anything, but basically colleges are giving money. A lot of money exchanges hands. It's basically politics. Okay. So just keep all of that in mind. Is it a waste of money? It depends on the person and what you're trying to do. So how this works is if you're a private institution for profit, you're probably most likely going to have a national accreditor. There are many national accreditors. Some are better than others. Um, so that's something to think about. Doing your research on those accreditors are going to tell you as much as you need to know about the school itself. So they will accredit the school based on attendance rates. Uh, some education stuff, but dropout rates. Um, and then the most important thing for what I did at the school was, are you gainfully employed in the degree that you took that program in? Okay. So remember that they get accredited by if you use your degree in the marketplace and get a job doing what you went to school for. So if you went to school for music, now this becomes kind of difficult and there are different types of music degrees. So there are music degrees that are like what I said earlier, audio engineering, things like that, maybe music business that you can take and get a job with. That's a clear trajectory. I can go learn how to use an, a, a console 
a recording console, how to use the software. I can go apply for a job somewhere, try to get into a place, and that will be my career. I want you to think of it like going to mechanic school or going to nursing school. It's exactly the same. That's how they're accredited. When it comes to arts, when it comes to songwriting, music production, um, when it comes to like the um, traditional arts, drawing, all of that kind of stuff, there's no such thing as a job creating music at a company. So think about that for a second. You're spending, let's say for a two-year degree, $30,000 at the least for an associate's degree. $30,000 to go get a college degree, learning how to make music, going to class, and you're accelerating probably what you could be doing on your own, but it's, you know, again, my opinion. And then you are going, maybe for a bachelor's degree, $60,000. Remember, $60,000 in your head for a second. Write that down. Write $60,000. I'm going to tell you what you could do with that money. So you get a bachelor degree, $60,000. What are you really coming out of that with? You're coming out with skill sets. That's it. Now, I worked in career development. My whole purpose of working there for that accreditor was to basically call grads, call them up and go, hey, how's it going? My name is Blake. I see that you graduated uh, roughly a year ago. How are you? Oh, I'm good. Are you working using your degree? 99% of the time, what do they say? If you want to chat in the chat too while I'm doing this, take a guess. They say no. 99% of the time, they're not using their degree when we call them. Now, we're not allowed, no school is allowed to promise a job that's actually a conflict of interest, and that's uh, actually illegal. So no school can promise a job. No school can promise you anything other than resources. Now, when you're doing, when you're doing art, whether you're doing photography, music, what have you, that's something to think about. Right. They, exactly, Brian. They say, no, I've talked to Brian before, probably about this specific thing. So what I wanted to do was I wanted to tell everybody what that process looks like. This is very, this is the part that may get me in trouble. Um, not legally or anything, but people are going to be probably not happy about this. What happens is, is that these schools will try to conjure up employment for that specific grad to hit their, their, um, their employed in rates. And what I mean by conjure up, it's not made up. That's when people start working really hard and trying to provide these opportunities. And it may or may not be exactly what that degree is related to, depending on how it's perceived by the uh, graduate at that point. For example, if you're taking a program for music and you get a job as a stagehand, all they have to do is show employment for 30 days, doing something loosely related to music. The employer signs off on it because the school calls the employer, which you probably said, hey, um, it's okay for you to contact my employer when you sign up for the program. I guarantee you that document's in there if you haven't looked at it. And the employer signs off on it for you, not you. So you went to school to be a music producer, and here you are running cables at a concert, probably not having a good time. So that's the first thing. Now, 
if you are making income, you are working for yourself if you're making music. Okay, so that's the other thing. If you go to school for making music and you are... Um, you are um, basically having some um, trouble getting started. That's totally normal. That's totally normal. Um, everybody's having uh, a hard time uh, getting started making music because it's usually people go to college for this kind of stuff. They're pretty new. So, so what you have to think about is is that when you go to college. They're going to ask you if you've used your degree based on not are you employed, but have you made income? So most people who start out in their journey need a lot of time to marinate if like to process that information if they are going to be um, using that degree and making income. You're not going to come out brand new to music, go through the program and then come out making a lot of money. Because you have to process that information. Not going to happen. Now, if you go to school with a lot of knowledge in music already, and you're already doing it before you get there, then you could probably do pretty well. Now, I want to set up all of that so we can kind of go over a couple of things. Um, and I know I'm probably having some internet connection issues and stuff. So I'm hoping that I can salvage this video for later. Um, but what I wanted to say is, is that um, for some people, what will happen is, is that they will, um, in my opinion, be scammed out of money, okay? So what I mean by that is, is that the people who call and ask you if you, um, if you are uh, interested in going to school, they'll use sales tactics and things like that in order to persuade you to join something that you're probably not ready for. Now, these are for the private colleges, okay? So think about that. I said national accreditation. So that's super important. My internet's lagging probably because somebody doesn't want me to say this. Um, so when I do in the live stream, it's like, of course, great. Um, if you're having a hard time watching this, um, if there's like lag or something, could you just let me know in the comments so I can see what's going on? because I'm getting some notifications that the uh, frames have been kind of laggy. So, and there's going to be a delay between what I'm saying in the chat, so I'm just going to keep talking. So, that's the, the baseline. So someone's going to say, hey, cool, are you interested in going to this school? And you're going to say, of course, my dream is to become a, a music artist. And they're going to take advantage of that. They're going to, it's lagging. Yeah, lovely. I'm hoping that at least I can salvage the recording, guys. Um, if I do, uh, that would be great. If not, we'll probably have to redo this, but that's okay. Anyways, um, so that kind of sets up the... Um, the baseline for all of the opinion. Um, yeah, lighting, lightning Lotus, uh, lighting Lotus. Yeah. So if, if there's for some reason this is not working, you can hear what I'm saying right now. Um, there'll be, uh, on my YouTube channel, there'll be like the, um, I'll remove it and put the recorded version on there. If I, uh, if I'm able to, 
But you can also email me or you can go to my website right there. Boom. Musicadvice.io if you want to um, hit me up. So, all right. Um, who is college for first for music? Um, so it's for um, if you need some sort of accreditation to get the job that you want. You should never go to college without a mindset of exactly what you want to do. Never spend a dollar going to college going, I'll figure it out. Never do that because you're wasting your time and you're wasting your money when you should be, um, okay, so the audio is good. Okay, fine. Well, at least the audio is good. There'll be an, at least an audio podcast version on all podcast platforms. So, um, when you um, when you go into school and you're like, oh, I just want to do music. Okay. What do you want to do in music? If you just want to make music and make money making music, being an artist, composer, what have you, why are you going to school? What credentials do you need? It's a, it's a, it's a trade school. What trade are you learning? You're learning an art. But if you, um, if you really think about it, if you want to be a teacher, you want to teach college at like, sorry, teach music at a college or teach music at like a high school or something, um, then that makes sense. Just like if you, you need that credential, that piece of paper makes sense for what you're trying to do. That's your key to get into that job. But you should never look at your college degree as a, as a, I'm good enough now to make income. Uh, Lighting Lotus, uh, what if I didn't go to college for music? I really love music, beats, singing, rapping, but I just don't know how to make my music professionally. Good question. I'm going to talk about that in just a second. Um, yeah, thank. At least the audio is good. I appreciate that. So we'll have to figure out what's going on with the video lag. Um, so. If you love music and you want to make it professionally, there are tons of like little programs and stuff you can go through online. Um, a lot of independent creators that are producers or artists or songwriters make these courses online for you to, to look at. If you're not trying to be behind a board, which you don't need to be to make uh, good sounding recordings anymore, you don't need to go to a physical place to do this. You can do it all online. So, for example, if you want to take a songwriting course, do it online. Don't, uh, don't, don't go to college for that, in my opinion. Um, so, who is, like, let me talk about who it's not for. Artist, if you're trying to be an artist or producer or a songwriter, I don't personally believe that you should, you should go to college for, for music. That's my opinion. I'm going to tell you what you can do instead. And just a few minutes. Um, if you're the kind of person that needs new information, don't don't spend thirty or sixty thousand dollars on your music degree. Okay. If you're the kind of person that wants just the package gear that the school is going to provide you with with that money, so that you have a starting place, then um, then that's super important to uh, to think about because you're paying for that with interest, meaning like compounding interest. That $5,000 setup is going to cost you $15,000 over 30 years, okay? So I'm, uh, and uh, produced by Lemon, 
I'm in online school for production. Had a better time teaching myself on YouTube. Yes, you can do that if you can structure it out. Most people need the uh, professional skill sets of, of mind first, like being able to train themselves and and um, and get a really good sense of how to manage your own time and being productive on your on your own before they even need to go to school. So if you could teach yourself at home, that's great. Um, Brian, composer. If you want to be a composer, um, should you go to music school? Brian, I have to say this. Um, if you want to be a composer, I think you might have gone to the wrong school. And the reason I'm saying that is, is because there are tons of other schools out there that focus on classical music, classical arrangement. And if you go to school for music production or songwriting, being an artist, that gives you nothing. Okay. So now that I don't work for the school that I used to work for, I can say that out loud. Um, UCLA, things like that. Um, Berkeley. Berkeley is the same price online as the school that I worked at. The same price. So what happens is, is a lot of people get marketed to online through these schools. Brian, I'm sure you had no idea about your options before you enrolled in the, the what you did. You know what I'm saying? So um, what I would say is, it's like the biggest mistake people make, and they do this with relationships and all kinds of stuff. They don't take their time and do their research and really think about what's best and what's not. If you enroll in a school for music, write in the chat or in the comments, if you're watching this later, if you're, if you're going to school for music, did you um, do a research? Did you do a competitive analysis on the different schools? Did you look up 10 different schools that teach the same thing and the pros and the cons? I mean, you're spending a lot of money. You don't spend it now, but I guarantee you're going to spend it later and then some because a lot of people don't understand the concept of compound interest. They think it's free money. It's not free money, or it feels like free money in the moment, then you graduate, then it's definitely not free money. So the other person that who does not need to go to school if their main reason is gaining access to people, networking, stuff like that. Um, Brian, uh, produced by Lemon, I did not do a competitive analysis. I'm embarrassed to say I found it on a YouTube ad. Absolutely. So just like I try to market my stuff to new people, maybe you found me this way, maybe you found me another way. The way people are doing things um, with marketing online, they will absolutely hook you in just the same way people will market you like new shoes or a new iPhone. It's exactly the same way except an iPhone does not cost $30,000. I know, people are upset. Listen, I get it. That happened. I'm saying this happened to me too. It happened to me too. Then I worked for Inside, the machine, if you will, and um, they are really good at it, and I learned a lot of stuff. And here's the cool thing. Here's the cool thing. I'm going to teach everyone who wants to be in my community how to do it for themselves to get their fan base, right? So if the school can trick you, not trick you, but guide you into um, spending $30,000 or $60,000 into a program you may not be ready for yet, why can't you do that for your music and just prove the case correct? See, they're not teaching you how to be successful. They're teaching you how to make music and those are not the same things. That's the big difference. 
So now that leads me to the next thing. What should you be doing? Well, what you should be doing is you should be um, focusing your efforts and your knowledge, if you're going to pay for it, on a uh, degree program that can supplement your music. Meaning, imagine if you got a degree in marketing, how dangerous you could be if you learn music on your own. And then think about what kind of income you can make with a marketing degree. $100,000? It's a, It costs the same, maybe less if you're going to a state school because now you're not doing it for... Um, uh, for something creative, you're, you can you're open. You can go any school you want to go to, even a cheap one. And uh, employers, most of them don't care what school you came from; they just care that you have the degree. That's it. So whether you go to an expensive school or a cheap school, the fact that you went to an accredited school, got the degree, and the and the degree that they would prefer, whether it's business, marketing, communications, whatever it may be, that's all they care about. Do you care about, when you go see your doctor, do you care about where he went to school or she went to school? Do you ask them what their GPA was? No. That's an insane thing to do. Yet we treat all doctors as equal. And they're not. That's why we get second, third, fourth opinions. I'm doing air quotes a lot, guys. I'm sorry. I don't usually do that. Um, so... A lot, and when you when you go into the business world, you go into the real world, you start realizing that nobody knows what they're doing. I promise you. The bigger the company, the more so this is true. Except for a few like big tech companies. But everything in between people are figuring it out as they go when it comes to like hiring and all that kind of stuff. You'd be surprised. You'd be very surprised. So... The first thing is, is think, I want you to think about the different kinds of degrees that could help you make income with your music. Marketing is an obvious one. Marketing is an obvious one. Um, business. That's an, you're starting your own business. You're making music. You're not going to clock in and out with a little card like, like this, like, you know, right? Um, you're not going to do that um, making music. You're just not. It doesn't exist virtually there's maybe a few like less than 10 companies that hire um like hourly or salary music makers less than 10 it doesn't exist it does not exist so when you go to school for something that's more useful in the marketplace that can supplement your music as well what ends up happening is oh i left one out too computer science is a huge one Okay, so I want you to think about that. So I have a, my job right now is um, I work at a um, a company and I'm a, a social media strategist, which is pretty cool. So it's kind of an in demand job. So I can help. I used to do this for you guys before I left. So now I do this for a company, and um, I I've learned a whole lot. So and for myself too. So I learn stuff on the job and I, I, um, I learn stuff from my other experiences and I use that for myself, which is pretty cool. So I'm able to grow my fan base because of the real world job, not because I went to school for guitar. Come on, you know, that's a skill set. It's not success. That's different. And you may be the best ever. Like I know I have, um, 
I have a family member who's the smartest person I've ever met, hands down. Hands down, smartest person. 4.0, all that stuff. But they're not using their brain to be successful, so it's useless. So think about that with your skill sets. I'm sure we all know people like that. When it comes to your skill sets, you could be the best producer ever, but if you have zero business sense and know what you're doing, you're never going to be successful. No matter how no matter how much you try, if you can't sit down and plan out your business and your marketing strategy, your branding and all that kind of stuff, not like fake business. I'm talking like what they make you do a project in school. I'm talking about failing over and over and over again. It's you figure out like what's good, what works, what doesn't work. That kind of stuff. So um, computer science, I'm going to get to why that is in a second, but, um, what you want to do is if my opinion, in my opinion, go get a degree in something that supports your music and your skill sets and success like business finance, um, things like that. Marketing is a big one. Again, think about how dangerous you could be with your own music. If you really knew exactly how to market your music, like people market for Apple, think about that. That would be amazing. You would ever you would have a fan base in like six months. You could live off of your music in six months if you knew what you were doing. But you don't. When you go to school for music, do you do you go in and like did they teach you how to buy ads on YouTube? No, they don't. Why? Because they don't have time to do that. Because they're graduating people every single month. It's not technically a degree mill, but it operates like one. Because again, going back to the fact that it's politics when it comes to accreditation, these fees and things like that, that go past, to get passed around, it's all just, you scratch my back, I scratch your back sort of thing. It's all politics. It's all the same. It's run just like the government. Some things about the government are good, but there's a lot of things about the government. I think every person can agree with at some point that you know, cost more that it costs more money to operate because it's so big that it's actually making things more difficult for what they're trying to fix. You know what I'm saying? So it's bloated. The education system's bloated. Everybody thinks they need a degree and what their what their passion is, but there's no job attached. And that goes for state schools too. I'm not just talking about schools that are for profit. What are you gonna do um, with a degree in um, let's say philosophy, where's that job? You can go get a degree in philosophy at UCLA right now. Excuse me. Where's your job? Well, you're going to be writing a book or you're going to be teaching philosophy. Yeah. Brian, so I need to buy ads to get noticed. Um, to a degree, depending on what you're doing. Again, this isn't Music advice is, is not a one-size-fits-all approach. Not every single person should have the same strategy. Because if you're a music composer, you don't need to buy ads. You need to go get work, getting gigs, talking to filmmakers, things like that. Now, if you're trying to develop an audience, which is not the same thing. A film composer doesn't need an audience to make money, but an artist needs an audience to make money. A songwriter does not need an audience to make money. You know, it, it's, it's totally a different ecosystem. Um, so that's something really important now, but they don't teach you how to do things like that in school. If you don't have fans as an artist, 
and nowadays as a producer, you don't have fans, you don't have you 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 have no money. Your money comes from the fans. That's the stuff that's in your control. You can't choose for you can't force a record label or a publishing company give you anything. But what can you do on your own? There's a lot you can do on your own. If that makes sense. So, now I want you to envision a an alternate like timeline where you didn't go to school for music. Okay? Think about this for let's just say marketing for example. And what I'm going to do for a second is I'm going to play a quick ad because we're kind of in that midsection for uh, just for a second. I'm going to come back and I want to paint a picture for everybody for everybody that's watching. And then we're going to pick it right back up. This podcast is brought to you by Coinbase. Everything you were taught about money in public school was wrong. The system wants to keep you poor too. It doesn't have to be that way though. With Coinbase, you can buy and sell crypto with ease. It's so easy, even your mom can do it. Coinbase will even pay you in certain crypto to learn about new tokens for free. Do a little trading and you can even unlock the Coinbase card, which allows you to buy regular items using crypto or dollars and get back rewards in various cryptocurrencies. It's a no-brainer. Part of being successful in life is learning how money works. No one got rich from a savings account and a minimum wage job. Let Coinbase teach you how it all works. Blake Makes Music is not a financial advisor and all the financial information is purely for entertainment or educational purposes only. To find out how to get $10 worth of Bitcoin on Coinbase when you sign up, check out musicadvice.io. Okay, cool. Thanks for sitting through that ad. It's kind of, I just clicked a random ad on my uh, my switcher here. It's kind of funny, like went into that whole spiel. Um, so what? let's, let's go through... Um, the thing that so uh, what I want to do uh, is I want to address what uh, produced by Lemon just said because uh, it's kind of connected here what I'm about to talk about. Funny thing is I was actually in school for advertising right after high school. I dropped out for mental health reasons but never considered going back. Okay, cool. You know what? People go through um, things that um, it, it's stress. Most of the time, it's mental health issue. Again, I'm not a doctor, of course, but I'm just calling from my own uh, experiences here. Stress will either exacerbate uh, exacerbate a, um, uh, a an ongoing issue and make it worse mentally, or it can create it. It's the same thing, like um, with drugs, like hard drugs. Do you know if you're already mentally ill and you take drugs? that's going to that are like, you know, psychoactive, it can make those problems a lot worse. But if you aren't having those, um, those issues, then, um, it could create them if it's dormant in your genes. Yeah. So, um, I've got a chat here. Uh, where are you from? I live in between Austin and San Antonio. Um, but I lived in Los Angeles for the last like over a decade. So, Thanks for joining the chat. I really appreciate it. If you are watching this on whatever platform of follow or if you're on YouTube, a subscribe would go a long way for this channel. I, I would really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Um, but anyways, let's go to this uh, topic of discussion. Imagine if you went to school for, let's say, advertising, marketing, whatever. Think about this. What jobs can you do from home? Social media you can do from home. Computer programming you could do from home. All kinds of things you can do from home, especially after the pandemic. Now, think about what you could do with your free time if you weren't traveling to do 
go to and from work or, you know, getting ready in the morning, all that kind of stuff. Think about that. Um, you could do a lot with that time. You could learn how to make music in your free time every single day on top of the fact that you could be making six figures doing that thing that you went to school for. Um, so uh, I, I'm into all kinds of music, man. This is actually a live podcast, uh, but we're going to do a Q&A section after the end of this uh, topic of discussion, which is, should you go to school for music? But uh, hey, welcome welcome in. Uh, I'm a career advisor that helps musicians make better business decisions and make income with their music. Um, welcome in. I really appreciate it. Um, so think about this. Now, let's say you don't go to college. You don't have to go to college. It's not necessary. It depends on what you want to do. Don't go to college just to go to college. All those things I talked about, marketing, all that stuff, you can easily learn online too. You don't have to do those things. You don't have to spend thirty, sixty, hundred thousand dollars going to school to learn uh, something that you don't want to learn. Why would you do that? Now, if you go take those classes, uh, let's say through um, LinkedIn Learning or Udemy, things like that. Those have some really great courses. Imagine spending 50 bucks on an eight-hour course on how to market your music. They're all over the place. And I might do that for myself, maybe, for, for you guys. In the, if you're a, a Patreon member, I might make one of those, actually. Just kind of like a, a, a you know easy-to-follow course on how to actually market your music. Because a lot of people need that. You know what I'm saying? So um, what I wanted to say, too is okay let's pretend like on this alternate reality where you're um you're you're going to school for marketing you are learning music on the side after you graduate or during your school right that's great now you have a full-time job making a hundred thousand dollars a year now what can you do with that money making a hundred thousand dollars a year you could buy gear you can take classes you can take night school you don't even have to take out a loan you can go to school outside of work. Now you're not in debt or you could take a class at a time or you don't have to do any of that. You just learn on YouTube. Easy. Um, but the most important thing is that you learn from other people. Going in and learning from other people is always going to have... My dog is opening the door again. She has uh, separation issues. Um. So learning from other people, finding other people to network with, whether you live in a city or somewhere remote, that's super, super important. So they're always going to be able to teach you more. And then here's the other thing. Most people operate out of fear or don't operate out of fear, I should say. Most people have a fear of failure or a fear of success. And if you don't have a fear of those two things, and you might not think that you do, but you might. Because if you're the kind of person that goes, I don't have this skill set yet, therefore I'm not ready, you operate in a, in a place of fear. You don't operate in a place of getting things done. That's the difference mentally. You start from your mind first. A lot of people who aren't successful making music just don't have the mental capacity to be successful yet. And I say the word yet. If you don't have the confidence, you're never going to get the competence. You ha and it comes first. You have to be confident in the fact, or you also shouldn't care as much as what other people think about you. That's super important. Most people are not wired for success. Most people are wired for not being leaders. Most people are wired to be sheep. 
more than half of the population. Most people can't think outside the box to go, you know what, I can go make more money doing something else on my own as opposed to getting that job at Best Buy. You know what I'm saying? Um, Gary V, love Gary V. I know my boss hates Gary V. I love Gary V. You know why I love Gary V? Um, Gary V teaches people how to do this when they're in a lower income situation. You just need five bucks. You go buy stuff at garage sales. He has that whole thing. You go sell it, make a bunch of money on weekends and stuff. You'll make way more money working two days a week than you can work seven days a week at a minimum wage job. So why are people working these minimum wage jobs? Because they're not wired for success. They're, they're, they operate out of fear. You know what I'm saying? Cool. I got some people in the chat saying, well said. I really appreciate that. Got some hand claps. Thank you so much. If you do or don't agree and you're watching this later, let me know in the comments. Uh, I would appreciate it. So moving on to the other thing. Let's say you don't go to college at all. and You're going to learn these things on your own. Imagine if you decided to take that $30,000 from your associate's degree and let's say you're making monthly payments. Let's say you're making 300 bucks a month monthly payments later uh, on your like debt after you graduate. Imagine if you put $30,000 somewhere else slowly over time, 300 bucks a month before you go do, you know, spend a bunch of money, right? Get a regular job, 300 bucks a month. What could you do with 300 bucks a month as far as like making your life better later as opposed to today? Because you're going to pay 300 bucks at some point a month to get that degree. You can't file for bankruptcy when you are, uh, you know, taking out your student loan. It's really difficult. Actually, they make it sound like when you take out this money that um, for school that you're going to be able to get it forgiven. That's not true most of the time. That's not true. Most, and especially not for music unless you're teaching. But if you don't have a teaching credential from a regionally accredited school, it, you're not going to get it. Most states, you can't even get a job teaching at a public school unless you have a regionally accredited deg degree. You can't even do it. They won't let you do it from a nationally accredited degree program. So think about that. You don't even have a fallback for a low-paying job in music. That's crazy. Um, uh, Matthew Williams, thanks for joining the chat. I'm actually gonna cover that in a second. We're gonna have a Q&A section in just a minute here. Um, but uh, best place to learn how to make beats, I wanna make tracks uh, start to finish. So composing, mixing, and mastering, I wanna learn how to make the melodic elements and rhythm. Yes, so the short answer is YouTube. If you go find some producers who have YouTube channels, most of them sell classes that are reasonably priced uh, and you can get all of that stuff uh, from them directly. I may do that myself. I'm just, this is my brand new channel. I, this is episode six, you know what I'm saying? So um, maybe we'll go to that point at uh, one day, but I've got other plans for the podcast coming up. Um, so here's other stuff you could do at $30,000. Maybe you said $60,000. That's a down payment on a house. Think about how much money you're going to spend in rent 10 years from now. You know what I'm saying? Um, yo, thank you, Light, uh, Lighting Lotus. I appreciate it. It's uh, It means a lot. Thank you so much. Think about what you could do. Like, Think about how much rent goes up every single year because the thing that they're not making uh, more of is property and land. They're not making any more land. All the land's taken. There's no more unless we open up Mars. 
but I guarantee you Elon Musk will probably own the whole planet. He sh- I don't even care. Let him, you know? So imagine what you could do if you took $60,000, saved it, put it into a, an account that generated interest over you know 300 bucks a month. Like I was saying, if you're paying back your student loans equivalent, right? Or 600 bucks a month or whatever. But again, <laughs> you're not going into a low income career on purpose to chase your dreams. You're being smart. You're being smart. All right. So how much money could you save over the long term if you bought your house as opposed to renting an apartment? Where could you live? Let's say you got a degree uh, doing social media, a degree in marketing, or you took classes to do it and you've got your own firm or whatever, like something really high in demand right now. You'd be surprised how many people hit me up every single day to try to pull me out of my job to do social media for their company. Like every day I get, I get invites to apply. Um, and it switching jobs is really difficult, you know, for a lot of, for a lot of reasons, but it's in demand. So imagine if you got that, what you could do with your music, then I want you to think about, you could also buy gear. Imagine if you took $30,000 and you dropped it into a studio every month, you bought $300 worth of gear and then you spend the time because it's time and money learning how to use it. That's something physical, a piece of property, not an idea. A diploma is an idea. It doesn't mean anything unless someone decides that it means something. But like a, uh, a, a nice preamp will pay you back later if you actually open up a business. Now, if you open up a quote unquote, again, air quotes, so sorry, a business of you chasing your passions as opposed to you making money with other people, and you operate that business off a of delusion saying, I'm going to be a big deal. And you're not thinking of the fact that there are tens of thousands of musicians who are making a career making music right now, $100,000 or more in the United States, and they're not famous. What are you doing? What are they doing? What's the difference? I use this example all the time. Um, and the other thing you could do with 300, 300 bucks a month, 600 bucks a month that you would be paying in student loans, you could be investing that into other things, making yourself a lot more uh, rich in 10 years. There's so many things you could do with money and it just you can go on Reddit and learn like more than what most people can learn in a whole degree. All these things are free for you, which is amazing. You can literally learn anything you want online. All you have to do is use Google and ask the right questions and spend the time. You wouldn't imagine what kind of questions I get asked. Like just simple ones. And I almost want to send back the google.com URL. The amount of time you waited for me to get back to you on something like, hey, how do I send an email to a hiring manager? Which is fine, right? It took, you know, let's say I'm at work, I'm doing something, I get back to you eight hours later. You could have just went to Google and just been like, how to say, you know, you do the same thing with your career, with music and all kinds of stuff. Googling for some reason is a skill set. I don't know why, but it is. I don't know. That's just me. So anyways, I'm going to wrap up here in the topic for a second. I'm going to open up for Q&A or if you have any discussions in the chat, you can always go ahead and and start putting those questions in just a second. Um, So what I wanted to say was that the college system from 30 years ago, maybe that's your parents 
went through is not the same thing that it is today. It's just not. Um, it's meant now to keep the poor poor. And some degrees are worth your money and some degrees are not. And it really depends on the person. If you're not the kind of person who wakes up out of bed and thinks about how much money you're going to make today, then you probably shouldn't be going to college yet. If you figure out like, hey, I don't know what I want to do yet, please do not go to college if you don't know what you want to do. And the other thing is, it's like, don't ever choose a college for the kind of clout you may get. And like, unless you're in politics, going to Harvard means nothing. Unless you're in a law, going to Harvard means nothing. Again, you don't ask your physician what college they went to and what GPA they had. That's insane. Literally nobody cares. Nobody cares. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to run a quick ad. Again, 30 seconds. We're going to open up for the q and I had a lot of fun talking about this, and I hope I get a lot of comments from people watching this later. And I hope those lagged frames can... Uh, can uh, uh, not be bad when I have the recording pulled up. So I'm going to run a little spot here and we are going now. This podcast is brought to you by Patreon. All of the stuff from Blake Makes Music is absolutely 100% free, except for the Patreon. But what is Patreon? Patreon is a way for people to connect with their favorite creators in a cool, unique way. You can get some cool, unique perks and benefits to your favorite creators online. The Blake Makes Music podcast uses Patreon to connect with those who may need a little extra help with their music career. Join the music club on Patreon. You'll get some exciting benefits like a personal phone call from yours truly, start guides, cheat sheets, music industry contacts, music feedback, resume writing help, weekly Zoom sessions. You can even influence what kind of stuff is talked about on the show. Curious to what else I can help you with on your music career? Check out the Blake Makes Music Patreon by visiting musicadvice.io. Okay, thank you so much, everybody. So this we're going to open up the Q&A portion of the podcast, which is kind of what I advertise out there is kind of being the, the meat of the interaction, which is kind of cool. So if you've got questions, what's any, any kind of question, it could be literally anything. Um, I want to make sure I can answer whatever I can to help anybody out um, making music. And I just want to say uh, about the, the Patreon thing, um, all of the stuff that is uh, free, it's always free. The Patreon is just supplemental stuff too. I do owe two patrons a phone call. I'm setting up my VoIP system uh, this week, so I will get that to you, I, I promise. And both both of my patrons are great. When you see this on YouTube and the podcast platforms, their Instagrams are in the um description please go ahead and follow those people they're awesome you know these are the kind of people you want to uh be in your network and we all have a um a great time so go ahead and write your questions in the chat i'm going to answer them live now probably for the next 15 20 minutes if we have enough questions and uh lighting lotus you're very welcome i'm so glad you got something out of this i really appreciate you participating um but go ahead i've only got a few people watching now probably the the viewership went down because of the lagging but if you got any questions copyright it could be branding, social media. You could bring college back up. Like, what does it matter? Anything you could think of, artist, songwriter, industry stuff, whatever you could think of. Just go ahead and anything burning in your mind that you figure or something that you think of. Like, it doesn't have to be a question. Go ahead and uh, put it in the chat. I'll be happy to answer it.
cool. So now we've got this awkward silence. I know that my internet's so bad right now. Um, but if while you're thinking of your questions, if you have any, um, cool. Hey, I got one right here. My Spotify numbers are good. Uh, Janae Lee. Oh, cool. Awesome. We got that uh, artist name for anybody who wants to check 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 her out. Janae Aaliyah, uh, Aaliyah, I think is how you say it. But my social media engagement is low. I'm planning my next release, but I'm hesitant because how dead my Instagram and TikToks are. Should I prioritize my engagement or release schedule? Great question. Oh my gosh, Janae, that was a really good question. Uh, Aaliyah, yes, awesome. So um, Aaliyah, I want to make sure that you get a copy of my book, um, musicadvice.io. There's a link there. You can snag it. I have a whole content schedule that I think you could probably benefit from and whoever else is listening to this later. Um, so just to kind of recap, um, Janae's social media engagement's low, but her Spotify engagement is high. Cool. Well, hey, look, something, the, the things that kind of, uh, quote unquote, like pay money, that's great. Like Spotify doesn't pay that much, but it's cool that you've got some action on there. And what I'd like to do is while I'm talking, I'm going to see if I could pull your Spotify up and see, um, see if I can check out some of the numbers and see what I, what I got going on here. So just give me a second. Am I doing that marketing thing? Uh, marketing thing with, I do the marketing thing for the podcast. Um, but yeah, I do, uh, oh, are you talking about for the free book? No, this is a 92 page book. This is not like, Hey, 10 things you didn't know about music. This is like a 92 page dissection of the, um, of the book, I'm sorry, of the music industry in the book. So the first 40 pages, that's just like a really, um, simplistic way of going through, the um, the music industry for 2022 and probably for a few years, but the other half is a productivity system with a bunch of pages for um, being productive um, as a musician. So writing music every day, getting a getting a distribution out. There's a content uh, schedule in there, and at the end of the day, it's free. I do just ask that you know if you do get it for free, you leave me a review on Amazon. I just wrote it in December. Um, I wrote this as an exit out of my last job and kind of being a support. Um, I do the, here's what you can expect from the marketing thing. Yes, there is a marketing aspect to it, but I feel like the value is worth the effort. If you don't want to be marketed to totally cool, you can buy it on Amazon. There's an ebook version that's like super cheap or free, depending on your account. There's a $20 physical version, which is great too. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. I'm, I'm very proud of it. Again, I showed it earlier in the podcast. This is it right here. It's not, it's not, um, it's not one of those, you know, free ebook things to get your information. Now, what I do with your information, I will be, uh, straightforward with anybody who contacts me gets the book. You do. I do ask for your email address. I do ask for your phone number for texting. I do not text you to go, hey, how's your day going? I don't market you kind of things like that. What happens is you get an automated text message with a link to the Patreon. You don't have to click it, obviously. I'm just, this is how I would uh, consider myself paying my bills. Um, so that way, if you ever want to join it later, you have that, which is cool. Um, so so yeah, uh, Brian, we're going to go back to your question in just a second. 
So, um, but I want to make sure I uh, uh, talk to Aaliyah about her question because it's very good, a very good question. Um, what I'm going to do is I'm going to try to see if I could pull you up on Spotify. Um, Janae, uh, Janae, let me see here. I might post it in. There we go. So let's do this. I'm going to. Um, we're going to do this here. All right. So I'm going to make sure that you guys can all see this for a second. This is um, Janae's. Um, Spot, you got 14,000 monthly listeners. All right, cool. 14,000 monthly listeners, and you're saying you're having a low engagement on um, Spotify, sorry, on Instagram and social media platforms, TikTok, things like that. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to see if I can get your Instagram pulled up, and here's maybe why you're having some low engagement because your Spotify has got an error page, um, which is super important. So, maybe I could find that's what you got to get that fixed on the Spotify for artists app. That's super important. Um, super important. That could be one of the reasons that you're having an issue. Um, let me see if I can get another link while I'm here. Um, okay, cool. Here's the other thing on your distro kit page. Now you can put your social links as well. So what I would say, um, the first thing you want to do is get all of your links cohesive across, um, the platforms, I would start using some sort of multi hyphen link. Like I use uh, music advice that is my affiliate link for all my stuff. You can use like, um, uh, what's the big one? Um, like a, you, like a, you know, link tree, you can use a link tree, um, or something like that where it has all of your stuff there. Um, and then you could put something like this as, um, one of the options on your link tree as it goes down. So that's the first thing, getting your stuff organized, is super important. So that's going to help. That's one thing. Um, what I did want to see here is you've got low Facebook is hard. Okay. Facebook is hard. One of the hardest, um, things that you could, uh, um, get growth on. So here's what I want to say when it comes to your marketing on your music, this is going to sting a little bit, but I think it's super important. Um, you have to think about separate from your music because your music is one thing, okay? Your music is a product. You're, you, have to, you, have to keep, you have to keep that in mind. Just like if Amazon is a brand, it has a product, right? So everything you release is a product that can be marketed individually. But when it comes to your brand, what are you offering in the ecosystem of, let's say, Instagram or TikTok that allows you to get some sort of um, engagement. What value do you add to the community? And it's not, it can't be your music because 99% of people who hear it aren't gonna care. That's why you have low engagement. So what you have to do, and we can talk about this on maybe a different podcast. Um, I'm gonna look up your Instagram too so I can get a better sense. But this is the kind of stuff that we would be doing on the weekly uh, the weekly um, Zoom session for people who are a Patreon member. So what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna try to find you. There we go, found you. All right, let me bring this back up. Desktop view. All right, so you've got a pretty cool Instagram here. Um, lots of photos and stuff. Low engagement. 80, uh, 80, you know, you say low, but it's actually not bad. Um, this is not bad. 
you've got a fan base, you've got 2,000 followers, I'm sure you want to grow that. So the first thing is connecting that that um, in, that Instagram link, making sure, excuse me, that it's correct. Because if I'm a super fan, let's say the top, you know, out of every 5,000 people that listen to you, they're obsessed with you. Maybe, you know, like that just happened to randomly listen. Now, if, you, if you're on a playlist that supports something similar, um, some sort of similar type of music, it's not going to be one of 5,000, obviously. It's going to be like one in a few hundred. So you want to make sure that we do a, you do a content funnel. I do content funnels for my stuff. I'm, I, I feel like I'm pretty, I'm getting the hang of, I'm very good at it. Um, and again, I'm on, I got like less than 100 YouTube subscribers and I got two patrons already. That's a pretty cool uh, click-through rate when you're talking about fans to viewership. Now, when it comes to, but I'm also offering, you know, advice and a service, things like that, which is a little different. But when it comes to your content on TikTok and Instagram, those big ones, you want to think about what are you doing to support you being um, found, right? What are you doing to be found? Now, Linktree, like we said earlier, but you got to fix this on your your um, page here. What I want to do, all right, cool. You got you to gotta make this a little bit more involved here. Um, and I'll explain that in just a second. What you want to do is you want to think about, because I don't have any of your socials here. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, how do I find you on TikTok? Like if I want to go through all the platforms and everything, I got to be able to click a button. I'll give you an example. Here's my website. It's a website, right? Okay, so on my website here, I got the chat, which is, you know, cool. You can watch it live. But if I want to go to any of my stuff here, it's right there. You don't need a website, but a link tree set up perfectly is is going to help a lot. Because if you want to connect with me on these other platforms, you can. I don't know how to do that with you yet. So again, organization is super, super important. So I also want to give, um, give Janae a shout out please go check out her music. She's been great in this so far. I can't wait to hear it. I'm going to go listen to it later. I can't play this on YouTube right now. Um, I don't want to um, get a strike or something like that. Uh, I can do it on Twitch, but not on YouTube. So I just want to make sure that's important and people understand that. So here's what you want to do. The most important thing, let's go to YouTube right now. So you want to think about like, no one's going to search for you if they don't know you yet. But what you want to think about is, is how can you get between your potential, let's say customer and your, uh, and you like it's the search bar. What is someone going to search for in order to discover your music? Now, this is why a lot of people do covers. Um, this is why a lot of people do things like that so that it's something that is, um, more likely to be searched. What I would say is a really good idea. If you go to trends.google.com, you can actually figure out what some uh, better subject terms are uh, for your your video titles, things like that. So here we can go to music cover for an example. I'm just going to do something quick. Music cover, and let's change this from a web search here to YouTube search. And you could see um, over time interest, which is great. But related topics, a breakout topic, Cover Me in Sunshine, a song by Pink. So if you want to get some cool um, views, cover this song. Put it on YouTube. Make your content good. Um, 
get a nice camera. The best investment you can make for yourself as an artist, if you haven't done this already, is getting a decent, when I say decent, I mean 600 bucks or more camera. Now, if you're going to school and you're you're spending $30,000 on school and you're getting equipment and stuff, uh, again, I'm not a financial advisor, but if someone's going, I can't afford 600 bucks. Well, guess what? If you build up your credit a little bit, you can go on sites like B&H Photo Video or Sweetwater or things like that. And imagine if you're spreading your, like, let's say $1,000 over the course of, you know, 24 months promotion time, how little money that is per month. A camera and a lighting setup and some audio equipment will go a lot further for you as an artist, which is super important. Super important. Um, yeah, it's gotten lower over time. I, I see some of the things you're saying now because I got my screen pulled up here. So um, what you want to do is you could see all of these things here. Um, 80s music greatest hits. So a lot of these things, look, that's pink, cover me in sunshine. You got to cover that. So if you're, if you're, uh, even if you don't make that genre, let's say you do metal, do a metal cover of this pink song. I haven't even heard it yet. It must be brand new. Um, so now you can even compare searches and you want to make a, a judgment based upon what's being done. So you could say, um, live cover versus a music cover. So a live cover is getting more traction right now than the search term music cover, which is really interesting. And you could see all of these things here that are, um, let's see, metal cover. Let's take these off. And you can use this tool to figure out what type of content to make as far as like your main, your main content. Now, um, that was a really good question. Um, and I know that, um, we had a couple of other ones here, but you want to think about, okay. Now I want you to think about this. I'm going to put this back on the uh, main screen here so you can see my, my mug here. So, and this goes for everybody. I do this too. I do, I do this for the job that I have now for the company I work for. Your main content is always your video content always. It's not your music. It's your video content. So if you can get 14,000, I forget how many exactly that you had on Spotify, you're working really hard playlisting and all this kind of stuff. Imagine if you put that kind of effort on your YouTube, because it's much more engaging, much more people use YouTube for searches and stuff. Imagine if you did that instead, that would be amazing. And then instead of people going from your Spotify to your Instagram, your click-through rate you're going to have a higher click-through rate if you go from YouTube to Spotify. Easy. And those things are monetized, both of them. Instagram is not. So Instagram is good for engagement for the fans that you do have. Stop thinking. I want you to think of it like this. Let's say out of those 2,000 people, imagine if you set up a Patreon like I've got. And imagine if you um, nurtured those relationships can you get 100 people to give you $5 a month? Absolutely. Now, what kind of content can you make that value for them be worth it? Now, I've got stuff on my Patreon that I think people would find you know, uh, very helpful that are kind of sim similar to, to what everybody does in the chat room and stuff and watching this later. Spotify um, you know, and, and influencer contact list and all kinds of stuff that really help supplement the content of this show. Um, all kinds of stuff. But imagine if you spent five, you know, five bucks a month 
for special content, just connecting with you. You can get a hundred people to give you five bucks a month. Now, I know five bu- five bucks a month for a hundred people, five you know five hundred bucks a month is not a lot of money to quit your job and stuff. But what can you do with five hundred bucks a month? Well, you can two months buy that camera. Pretty cool. So it's really about how you process that kind of stuff. Um. So Brian, I just have my music on YouTube and DistroKid put on there. Is that a bad idea? It's not a bad idea, but it's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about putting the tracks up there. No one's going to listen. Let me ask you this. I'm going to guess the answer is no. But everyone who's watching this right now, write in the comments if you want, if you're watching on YouTube and stuff. When you listen to music, you choose to go listen to music, what platform do you use? When you want to go hear some random music, just write in the write in the chat what platform you use. What's your go-to? So um, I know there's a there's a delay, but write in the chat anyways, and I'm gonna address it in a second. I'm gonna bet you that people don't watch YouTube playlists if there's not a music video. So Brian. For you specifically, you know, you are a composer. This is not the same. This this information is not the same thing. Apple Music, great. Yeah, you listen. You don't listen to YouTube, Spotify, absolutely. Yeah, you don't listen to YouTube for the, now. YouTube's a big one for music, but it's for people who want to watch music videos or things related to that, like performance. I'm not gonna listen to a track on YouTube. I'm going to watch a track on YouTube. So you have to show me something physical. You know what I'm saying? Video will always murder audio. Video will murder audio in your stats. Not like it's not even funny. You're gonna get a 900% increase on engagement from a video than you will in audio. And for like photos, it's like way past four times. You're, you're gonna you're going to blow past it. So it's really important that you think about how the consumer treats your content, not how you treat your content. Don't do things that are just easy. You have to do things that like, where's the bar? Where, sorry, this thing is uh, focusing weird. Um, where's the bar for the industry and how are you going to meet it? If you're putting out grainy garbage footage or stuff like this that keeps chopping, which is annoying, where's that bar, right? What's a good budget for independent music video? I've talked to people that have spent thousands of dollars and I've spent. I've talked to people who spent zero dollars. Here's the most important thing. It's not actually about the budget. It's about your resources. So for example, it depends. Everyone's got a different life situation. Um, that's a, that's a really good question though. Um, Aaliyah. So what I would say is, is that I want you to think more so along the lines of who, you know, first. So what I mean by that is, is like, if you um, know some people that already have a video set up or they want to be a filmmaker or whatever, you know, use those connections to help each other out. They need a reel. They need a portfolio to get more work. So here's the other thing. I want you to think about, the, again, the bar. Where's the quality at? Do you know how many rap videos that are that are like they probably spent like a thousand dollars, maybe five hundred bucks, um, recording a, a hip hop music video? It's always the same video. It's just a bunch of dudes. There's one, two main artists and a hype guy in the back like this, and they're in their front yard 
with a nice camera. That's so stupid. Go somewhere else. Be creative. Do something unique. Do something different. I'm going to say something controversial because it's a controversial artist. And I don't care if you agree or disagree, but I think you should always like know the other person's perspective if you agree with them or not. But I want everyone here that's watching this, that's wanting to know about music videos, to at least be aware of the artist Tom McDonald. I'm not saying you have to like Tom McDonald, but I need you to be aware of Tom McDonald because Tom McDonald did what you want to do with no resources. It's just him and his girlfriend that make these videos and outcharted everybody with their marketing and music video campaign. Tom McDonald is a white Canadian rapper that raps about anti-woke subjects. Okay, that's why I'm saying it's controversial. And I know I don't get into politics on this. I'm, I'm very apolitical. But the marketing campaign behind Tom McDonald is genius, whether you like him or not, or you agree with what he's saying. It's not about what you agree with or disagree with. It's the fact that it's a business that's being run in a way that it should be run. So Tom McDonald starts his songs off knowing that he's going to make a music video for it. And what I mean by that is like, you know, like when they say don't make an intro less than like four or five seconds. Okay. He doesn't have intros. He's thinking about the music video as he's writing the song. So it's all cohesive. And his hardest line, this most controversial line that gets people either like, yeah, that's awesome. Or like, yo, this guy's whack is his first slide. That's his. That's the one that sells because you're glued. Whether You're either going to watch it because you love it or you're going to watch it out of hate, but you're going to watch it. So he has the best YouTube marketing strategy out there. And what I want you to think about is not what he's saying if you don't like him. I want you, if you don't like him, steal his model. Like take it from him. You know what I'm saying? Please do. It's going to make you successful if you know what you're doing and you have an eye for taste or go get someone to help you. No one's ever done this by themselves. Even he has at least a girlfriend. She's the um, director and like the vision creative behind all of the music. Everything else is the two of them and one producer. That's it. Three people. And they've made millions of dollars. And again, they exploit, whether intentional or not, they're exploiting, um, you know, politics and stuff. So, um, an exploit can be a positive and a negative word, just so everyone's aware. It's just like the word consequence. doesn't always mean bad. So I just want everyone to know that. Um, what he did was is that he knew his audience going in. Again, I said he's a, a white Canadian anti-woke hip-hop artist. Ugh, that's a lot of things to say. So what did he do? He bought ads with a controversial music video in front of conservative, young conservative uh, YouTube channels. Genius. And it's one of those videos where you can't look away. You don't know what you don't want to hit skip. So he's buying those ads. You think you're watching, you think you're watching a, a video, but it's actually an ad. You're not gonna hit skip, I promise. You're either gonna love it or hate it. That's how it is. There's no in between. You cannot be lukewarm. Now, you don't have to talk about politics. In fact, I would encourage more people not to talk about politics sometimes um, with their art. Because a lot of people don't know what they're talking about, right? When it comes to this kind of stuff. It's, 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 it's actually contributing to the more problems in the world than it is solutions. So, um, and that goes for some people, not all people. Okay, so don't, don't, don't give me hate for that kind of stuff. 
But what I want to say is, is that like you're, whether it's a genre thing or a style thing or what you're saying or how you're saying it, you're better off creating friends and enemies because you're going to be remembered. If your content, not just your music, but your content is down the middle, like sitting on the fence, you know, white bread, sort of like, you know, milk toast, whatever. It's boring. No one's going to remember it. If it's if you can't remember it, it's not worth watching and you're going to forget about it because I guarantee you every single person watching this right now can't name me, let's say, uh, 30 artists in one minute. Every two seconds, come up with an artist. You know more than 30, but they're not on the top of your mind. And you're definitely not going to remember the person you saw on YouTube two weeks ago that made boring content. Absolutely not going to happen. So I just want to put that out there. Again, uh, the perfect example of how you can use your resources to accomplish your dreams. Again, you don't have to agree with what people are saying. I, hope, I, I almost encourage more people to listen to, the, to other people's opinions that they don't like so that way they can make more informed arguments or positions against those opinions as opposed to assuming what they think they think the other person believes. Do you know what I'm saying? So, yes, you're very welcome. Tom McDonald, if you, if you forget about it. Um, it's crazy stuff, too, if you haven't seen it. He's got more reaction videos than I think any artist because of that thing. So, um, like, beat out, like, the. I'm talking, like, the some of the biggest hip hop artists on the charts on iTunes for like months. It was it was a train wreck for those people. They could not get number one. He had the first like he had like out of the top ten, I think he had like five or a few songs. I'm not gonna say five, but it was definitely more than one in the top ten at the same time. So I think I had another question up here um about Let's see, I'm going to ask, I'm going to say Matthew in a second. Cool. Matthew is watching earlier on uh, YouTube. Matthew, again, I uh, I just want to encourage you to follow um, an artist or producer that you really, really dig on uh, YouTube and just be an ultimate fan. Pick three people that you like on YouTube and watch every single video from them. So, like for I did this with a, a person I was helping out in the in the film program that literally knew nothing when they graduated. They had a learning problem. Uh, like not making fun of them, I'm saying they actually had a learning disability. Um, I told them three people that I recommended they watch. Um, they watch one video from these three people every single day. So three videos a day, one from each different person. And this dude made 500 bucks a month on YouTube from Beats because I told him what to do exactly. And he did listen. And it was very simple. So find three people that you really like the way they make content that you can watch once a day. Be their super fan. That's super important. Be their super fan. Just three. Otherwise, you're going to get um, bombarded. So does anyone else have any other questions? Because I want to make sure if you've got questions, you get a chance to, uh, to ask them. I'll wait for that delay to kick in.
Cool. So I'm going to start wrapping up. I know there's, a, again, it's just part of live streaming. Um, if you are watching this later, I know we've got some people that watch this in different countries on Spotify and stuff like that. I get a lot more views um, on the recorded version, obviously, because not everyone can make it here at the same time. But what I wanted to say was, is that if you feel like you would like to hang out in the live stream, I do this every Saturday at 3 p.m. Central. That's 1 p.m. Pacific time. I've got a different subject every single time I do the podcast live. You can ask me whatever you want. Uh, this episode's been a little controversial for some people. I am um, in... Uh, <laughs> I'll... <laughs> That's good, Janae. Uh, I'll say that in a second. I just want to make sure that if you're watching this later, if you go to blakemakesmusic.com, you can click for the sign up for music advice. You can get notified when we go live, or you can go get my free book at musicadvice.io. If you don't want to get the um, the free version, you don't want to give me your contact info, just to send you the book and say hello and give you a call and say thank you. I do call people when they download the book and say thank you. Um, but I got to get my, my VoIP line. If you don't know what that is, that's basically a digital phone number. Um, cause I want to make sure people can text me and stuff. If they have questions or suggestions for the show, I'm super cool because I'm accessible. That's the only thing that makes me cool. So that's the difference between me and all these other, um, YouTube gurus for music and stuff is I like to have conversations with people. I don't just talk at a camera. I like to have fun. I've got tons of, um, tons of things planned for this podcast and I really appreciate everybody um, everybody watching and listening. Thank you so much. Also, I want to say, Janae, you've been great. Brian, you've been great. You guys, I, there's a lot of people I want to thank. Obviously, my Patreon members, like, like go follow them on Instagram. If you want to become a Patreon member, you get all kinds of cool stuff. I would at least encourage you to at least see what it is. Patreon.com slash Blake Makes Music. I'm here to help artists, producers, songwriters make a better, um, make better decisions with their music career because navigating the music industry is very difficult. So I got a lot of cool perks to help you out, to keep you focused, to keep you going. Um, Janae, you told me how to increase my engagement, but you sh you should uh, but should I release my song? Yes, you should release your song. That's part of the book. So here's what you do: you come out with a strategy, and this is in the book laid out. Um, but you come out with a strategy on what you're going to release. I stack my content. So I'm going like, let's say I got 10 songs, 10 singles. I'm recording all of them and then I'm releasing them every month or every other week. So that way you have something new to talk about. So again, what are you adding value to? Because you don't want to be in the echo chamber. So if you're releasing a song every month, that's fine. But what you should be doing is going through content cycles where you're able to release a song every two weeks or every week or something like that where you can burn through content and offer something new for the people who do um, do uh, like your stuff, okay? But should you release your song? Absolutely. But when? That's the important thing. Don't just release a song to release it right then and there. Plan it out. Map it out. It's in the book if you want to check it out. Um, but it's basically thinking about like if I made an album and it's 10 tracks and I release it all at once and I try to put it on Spotify and stuff, um, then you would probably be tired of me talking about the same album to my audience for six months. You'd be like, yo, Blake, I already bought the album. I already listened to the album. Okay. Cause as you're going to be, um, you're going to be a salesperson whether you like it or not. That's the thing that sucks. So Brian, I need help setting up my strategy. 
that is what the Patreon is for, my dude. We can talk all the time on on um, all these social media platforms and stuff, but um, really where you get the meat of those kind of personalized things, that's going to be on, on the Patreon setup because uh, it involves a lot more, you know? So if you can't do it from the book by yourself, no problem. Or if you need some ideas, uh, we do a group session every week. I think we're going to set this up on Sundays. And you get special Discord access if you're a patron. It's kind of like the same thing as a group chat uh, with limited access uh, if you're not a Patreon member. You don't get to talk to me all day kind of thing. Brian, we talk a lot on Instagram. I always appreciate that. But like, you know, if I'm helping you in your strategy, it's kind of like included in those documents that go along with the strategy. So like, for example, um, when you want a list of uh, music libraries with contact information, that kind of stuff is on my Patreon. If you want a bunch of documents on, let's say, Spotify playlists with contact information on how to submit those things, those things are on my Patreon. So that kind of stuff. But everything else is free. 90% of what I do is free. Uh, I always am very clear about what I do and don't do, what's free and what's not free because I'm not trying to trick anybody. It's just a way that I set up this is a business, right? So it's a new one though. So anyways, I really appreciate everybody here. You have no idea how much that means to me. I need 100 YouTube subscribers to get a custom YouTube URL. So um, if you could, please hit the subscribe button. Or if you're watching this on YouTube now, that'd be super helpful for me. Um, and if you want to get notifications on when I go live, hit the notification bell. If you're not watching on YouTube, it would be an amazing thing if you could go to YouTube and subscribe to me there because I think that's super important. The more people we have subscribing, the more interactive the show's going to be. We're going to have more people in the chat. It's going to be awesome. So anyways... I hope everybody had a good time, as good of a time as I did. I appreciate everybody here. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for my patrons. I really appreciate you. Go follow their Instagram in the description, please. They're great people. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your weekend. And don't forget to make music every day. Take care. Blink and I make music. Hello, my name is Blink and I make music. Don't be a Twitter, follow me on Twitter. Please be a lamb, follow me on the gram. I'll teach you to hook. Find me on Facebook, be like a pretty cute. Watch me on YouTube. If you ever get bored, check out the Discord. If you have jock itch, find me on Twitch. If you think I'm the bomb, check out my dot com. But before you are gone, please see my Patreon. This song sucks. Yeah. This song sucks. Yeah. This song sucks. Yeah. Blake makes music. Blake makes music. Thanks for jamming. Thanks for watching. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for talking. Shameless promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless promotion. What? What? Be a babysitter. Follow me on Twitter. If you want to jam, follow me on the grand. Batman has hooked. Find me on Facebook. Don't be a dumb boop. Watch me on YouTube. If you want an award, check out the Discord. If you have perfect pit, find me on Twitch. Please stay calm. Check out my dot com. If you have a front lawn, please see my Patreon. This song sucks. This song sucks. This song sucks. This song sucks. Shameless promotion. Yeah. Yeah. Shameless promotion. What? What?
Patreon, Facebook, Instagram. Blake makes music. Blake makes music. YouTube, Twitter. Blake makes music. Twitch, Discord. Blake makes music. If making awful music is not a way to the charts, then explain to me, Rebecca Black, please. I should win an award for this dope song. I won't win a Grammy, but maybe they have something similar to that. But for bad music, you know, like the Razzies. If not, there should be one, and they should call it winning a Slammy. Someone start that, I don't have any trophies and I feel like that would be a really self-validating experience. Be my friend, follow, ring that bell. Blake makes music. I'm going door to door to sell you the best vacuums. This thing sucks. Ha 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 ha. Blake makes music. Blake makes music. Comment, turn on notifications. Come to my church. Blake makes music. Subscribe, smash that like button, like, join my MLM, bow your head and pray to the north. Blake makes music. It looks like you have reached your skip song limit for the hour. Sorry I ruined your road trip. Thumbs up. This is brainwash. That's fine, just leave it at the door. This eye cream will make you look 10 years younger. Blake makes music. Time the Mormons come to your front door, answer it naked. Blake makes music. BlakeMakesMusic.com. Have you heard of Korean Jesus? Join my cult. If you listen to this on Spotify, that means I just turned four tenths of a penny. Thanks. Only 999,999 more listens to this, and I can pay my bills this month. Also, if you cannot sense sarcasm, you probably did not enjoy this song. Sorry not sorry. Get over it. It's a joke. Do you guys think that we will ever get an Avengers movie where Deadpool is part of the team? That would be rad. Patreon, Facebook, Instagram. Blake makes music. Blake makes music. YouTube, Twitter. Blake makes music. Twitch, Discord. Blake makes music. China has all of your data on TikTok and will use your information against you to market coupon codes to you through DoorDash in order to get you to buy more Panda Express which says that they do not use MSG but we all know that they do and it makes you fat and stupid and the orange chicken will make your nostrils inflamed but it's addicting trash food please give me more my doctor told me not to eat bread but then when the Chinese invade us we will be too fat and stupid to do anything about it because they use fifth generational warfare in order to take us down are you even hearing what I am saying they don't need to use force we willingly agree to their plan are you blind anyways thanks for listening buy my music and live in a bunker have a nice day hey did you know you can leave me a message or ask me a question to answer on the show if it's a fun or good question I'll even put it on the podcast Drop me a line, call into the show by visiting musicadvice.io.